الحمد لله حمدا كثيرا طيبا مباركا فيه كما يحب ربنا ويرضى أشهد أن لا إله إلا الله وحده لا شريك له وأشهد أن محمدا عبده ورسوله الناصح الأمين اللهم صل على نبينا محمد وعلى آله وصحبه أجمعين ومن تمسك بسنته إلى يوم الدين ثم أما بعد الحمد لله على نعمة الإسلام والسنة All praise and thanks belong to Allah for guiding us to Islam and for guiding us to the Sunnah Alhamdulillah we continue going over the tremendous book by the Fadilat al-Shaykh al-Alama Imam bin Baz rahimahullah ta'ala the book which is entitled Durus Muhamma Li'amati Al-Ummah Important Lessons for the General Masses of the Ummah or for every Muslim We are still in the section dealing with the five pillars of Islam reflecting over the five pillars of Islam and we have reached the fourth pillar and that is the pillar of As-Siyam the pillar of fasting Qala fadilat al-Shaykh al-Shaykh Abdul Razak bin Shaykh Abdul Muhsin al-Badr hafizhumullahu ta'ala he mentions he says as-Siyam Fasting Ramadan, Shahrul Mubarak, and Azim. Fasting the tremendous month, the tremendously blessed month of Ramadan. If Allah Subhanahu wa Taala ala ibadihi, that Allah Subhanahu wa Taala He has made the fasting in the month of Ramadan obligatory upon His slaves. If Allah Subhanahu wa Taala ala ibadihi shiyamahu. That he has made it obligatory upon his slaves that they fast the month of Ramadan. Naam. Fasting in the month of Ramadan is wajib. It is obligatory upon every Muslim who is a resident, who has the physical ability, they're not sick, nor are they on the menses or the postpartum bleeding Naam. and those who have reached the age of what a puberty who have reached the age where it is binding upon them to fast for these the knees are the ones who they have to they have to fast Naam. and the delil of this is the statement of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala that can be found in surah al-baqarah in his verse 183, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, he says, يَا أَيُّهَا الَّذِينَ آمَنُوا كُتِبَ عَلَيْكُمُ الصِّيَامِ كَمَا كُتِبَ عَلَى الَّذِينَ مِنْ قَبْلِكُمْ لَعَلَّكُمْ تَتَّقُونَ That, O oh, you who believe, fasting has been written upon you, as it was written upon those who came before you, so that you attain, so that you attain piety. نعم, so that you attain piety. So Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, He has informed us here in this ayat that He has made fasting obligatory or that He has written fasting upon those who came before us and He has written fasting upon upon us, upon the Muslims. Naam. 
in that within itself shows us the important nature of fasting and how fasting is something that is of tremendous importance that it is that which was written upon every nation it was written upon every nation for them to to fast Naam. and then Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala he says in the next verse in 184 Allah Azza wa Jal La Allah Ta'ala says in the verse after the next verse which is verse 185 Allah Ta'ala he says Shahr Ramadan alladhi unzila fihi al-Qur'an the month of Ramadan in which the Qur'an has been revealed therein Allah Ta'ala, He goes on to say, after that, فَمَنْ Later on in the verse, يعني, فَمَنْ شَهِدَ مِنْكُمُ الشَّهْرَ فَلْيَسُمْهُ So whoever from amongst you sees the month, they witness the month, then it is binding upon them to fast it. Then they have to fast it. Naam. So from these two ayat, verse 183, and then in verse 185, and in particular, verse 185, where Allah Ta'ala, He says, And whoever from amongst you sees the month, then it is a binding upon him to fast it. This is what made the fasting wajib. This is what made the fasting wajib, binding upon the Muslims. Naam. So fasting, Fasting is the establishment of the, the piety, or the reverence, yani the taqwa of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And we get that from the aforementioned verse, and that is verse 183, where Allah ta'ala, He tells us that the fasting was written upon us as it was written upon those who came before us. And from the benefits of the fasting, and from the fruits of the fasting, and from the outstanding characteristics of the fasting, is that it is a means for the attainment of taqwa. As Allah Ta'ala says in the end of the ayah, لَعَلَّكُمْ تَتَّقُونَ So that you would attain piety. So that you will attain taqwa. Naam. فَالصِّيَامْ تَحْقِيقٌ لِتَّقُوا اللَّهِ So siyam is the actualization, is an expression of the, of the actualization of, of the uh, fear or the taqwa of Allah Subhanahu wa ta'ala. Naam. So fasting is what? Of extreme importance. Because by way of an individual, he'll be able to attain or she'll be able to attain taqwa. The taqwa of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Also the fasting, what takhlisun nafs min ru'unatiha. And it is a cleansing of the soul from the Ignorance and lowly aspects of the soul. And it also is a cleansing of the soul from it chasing after that which it loves. Chasing after that which brings it pleasure, that which it finds is sweet. Naam, in the light. And 
stopping the soul from chasing after its desires. So fasting is a training. It acclimates the individual to have self-control. Now, the fasting, it is a training and it acclimates an individual to have self-control. And self-control is a means of success in the akhirah. But when we examine those things which benefit us in the akhirah, we find that they also benefit us what? In the dunya. And this is the nature uh, of things, is that when an individual strives for the akhirah, when they strive to excel and exceed yani, in the akhirah, then by default, they will be successful in the dunya. Now, they will find success in the dunya by default. Without them even chasing after it and searching for it, they're going to find dunya. Now, because as the ulama they mentioned, the akhirah is after the dunya. Now, so when you reach for the akhirah, you're reaching beyond the dunya, after the dunya. Because you're reaching for that which after the dunya, by default, the dunya is going to come along with it. By default, the dunya is going to come along with it. Now, so an example of this can be seen here. That when an individual trains themselves and acclimates themselves to self-control, self-control is an important quality in being successful here in this dunya, having self-control. Having self-control, self-restraint, then these are from the qualities that are needed for success even here, where? In the dunya. Naam. So fasting, it trains us to leave alone the ignorant aspects that our souls may call to, chasing after the desires of the soul and chasing after the luxuries and, and, and the like uh, and, and, and pleasurable things in his life in, uh, in, in excess and so on and so forth. All of this is attained from fasting. Naam. The fasting, uh, as the Shaykh he mentions, وَلَكِنَّهُ يُمَرِّنُ النُّفُوسَ عَلَى الصَّبْرِ كَمَا تَهْوَاهُ مِمَّا يُلَائِمُهُ وَيُوَافِقُ طُبِعَتَهَا Naam, the fasting, it also trains the individual, it trains the soul to have patience. It trains the soul to be patient. Naam, to be patient from those things in which will cause harm or to be patient upon harm. To be patient upon those things which may be uncomfortable. And this also, this type of forbearance, this type of patience and endurance and being able to endure things that are not the most pleasurable of things, this also is a sign and a characteristic or a quality of success. When individuals have this quality, this is a quality that is added to a person being successful. Naam. So when one looks at fasting, they will find the upsides in fasting. Every which way you look at it, there's an upside inside of fasting. Naam. فَمَتَى تَمَرَّنَتِ النَّفْسِ عَلَى ذَلِكَ so when the soul is able to acclimate or when the soul becomes acclimated to staying away from the harmful things, acclimated to having self-control and so on and so forth, then this will enable and make it easy upon a person to leave off those things that are haram. Ma'am, because when you're fasting, you're leaving off food and drink and relation with one's spouse from Fajr to Maghrib. Ma'am, food and drink 
a relation with one spouse, these things are halal. Outside of the time of fasting, these things are halal. It's okay, right? So if an individual can leave off that which is halal while he is fasting, then of course, they should be able to leave off that which is haram all the time. Fasting and not fasting. Naam. So it trains us. It is a training ground. Naam, to leave off that haram. To leave off the haram of which taqwa is not attained except by leaving it. Naam. Because in order for a person to be upon taqwa, then they have to what? They have to leave off the maharamat. They have to leave off those things that are haram. Naam. So the fasting, it trains us, conditions us to leave off the haram. And by the leaving off of, 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 of the haram, by establishing patience and being patient, by doing the righteousness and so on and so forth, then these are the ingredients for what? For a person to attain piety, to attain taqwa. Naam. Fahuwa junna. So the fasting, it is a protection. It is a protection for the slave from what? From sin. Because when a person is fasting, the person intrinsically is going to leave or she's going to leave off sin. Maybe some sins that they would have done when they weren't fasting. You'll find people when they're fasting, they have a heightened sense of awareness. So they leave off sin. They leave off sin. So while fasting... Or fasting is a shield by way in which the abd will be shielded from sin. And sin is that which Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is not pleased with. So that's the shaykh he goes on and he says, And also they would, is a shield from the anger of the Lord subhanahu wa ta'ala. It is a shield from Allah ta'ala's anger. Naam. Again, another outstanding benefit from fasting. وَفِيهِ مِنْ مُصَالِحِ وَالْخَيْرَاتِ وَالْبَرَكَاتِ شَيْءٌ أَشَيْءٌ كَثِيرٌ And there is inside of fasting from blessings uh, or from uh, goodness and rectification from, from good and wholesome things from blessings much a lot, a great abundance, a great abundance of good is found in fasting, a great abundance of blessing is found in fasting, a great abundance of rectification and rectifying matters are found inside of fasting. And it is only one month inside of the year, and it's only one month out of the year that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala made it wajib upon his slaves to fast it. فَمَنْ مُفِّقَ لِأَدَاءِ الصِّيَامِ كَمَا يَنْبَغِي فَكَانَ لَهُ زَادٍ فَكَانَ لَهُ زَادًا فِعَامِهِ كُلِّهِ And whoever is granted the success in performing the fast in the month of Ramadan in the manner that it is to be performed, then they would have taken a provision that will last with them all year long. They would have taken a provision that would last with them all year long, meaning this acclamation to being upon good, acclamation being patient upon uh, righteousness, acclamation and being uh, patient and staying away from sin, huh? so on and so forth. Naam, an acclamation to being patient upon that which Allah Ta'ala has uh, uh, decreed. Then by way of this, you'll find that this conditioning 
is something that will last with them, Danny, that will last uh, the whole of the year, something that will benefit them all year long, that they condition their soul to be upon this goodness and to be patient. Naam. يَسُومُ شَحْرًا وَلَكِنْ تَبْقَى أَثَارُهُ فِي عَامِ كُلِّهِ بِهْنِ اللَّهِ تَبَارَكُ وَتَعَالَى So a person will fast one month, and from that one month of fasting, they will find the traces will last with them all year long. بِهْنِ اللَّهِ تَعَالَى If Allah exalted and most lofty is He, wills. Then the Shaykh Ta'ala goes on to the next the next pillar, and that is of Hajj. He mentions, he says, Al-Hajj, ibtaradahu Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala fi'umri, fi'umr kullihi marra, marra wahida. That Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has made Hajj obligatory inside of a person's lifetime, just one time, just one time. Naam. Ala upon who? Al-Mustatir. The one who has the ability, min zad, the one who has the ability, uh, yani, who has the ability. And whatever goes beyond, like if a person does more than another uh, hajj, he makes hajj a second or third or fourth or fifth time, then this is from tatawwar, then this is from the increasement in, in, in voluntary, doing increasement in voluntary uh, hajj. But the hajj is only once in a lifetime. For the one who has the ability, financially and physically, uh, then it's upon them to make the hajj. Kama qala ta'ala, as Allah ta'ala, he says, And it is for Allah upon the people to make hajj to the house. For the one who has the ability to do so. This ayah can be found in surah Ali Imran in his verse 97. Alaykum as salam wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. Naam. وَقَدْ ثَبَتَ عَنِ النَّبِيِّ صَلَى اللَّهُ عَلَيْهِ وَسَلَّمُ أَحَدِيثٌ كَثِيرَةٌ فِي التَّرْغِيبِ أُمَّتِهِ فِي الْحَجِّ And there are many hadith on the Prophet صلى الله عليه وسلم that have come encouraging his ummah to make, to make the hajj وَحَثِّهِمْ عَلَى هَذِهِ الطَّاعَةِ الْعَظِيمَةِ Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, uh, no, the, the, the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, he encouraged the ummah, he encouraged his ummah to make the hajj, encouraged his ummah to make the hajj, and he encouraged them to do this tremendous act of worship. Naam. Naam. And the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, وَبَيَانْ مَا يَغْنَمُونَهُ فِي الْحَجْ Allah Ta'ala, uh, the Prophet he explained to the Ummah that which is all of the benefits that they can harvest and gather from the Hajj, tremendous benefits. Now, with Thawab Jazeel, and from extreme amount of right of righteous good deeds, they can get an extreme amount of reward. They can get now and how. Inside of the Hajj, there are many opportunities to get all of the sins removed. Naam, the Hajj is an opportunity to get the sins removed. فَمَنْ كَانَ مُسْتَطِيعًا وَجِبَ عَلَيْهِ أَنْ يَشْتَهِلَ فِي مَعْنِفِتِ أَحْكَامِ الْحَجْ And whoever has the ability, then it becomes obligatory upon him 
to learn about the rules and regulations of Hajj. Whoever has the financial and physical means, then it becomes binding upon him to learn the rules and the regulations of Hajj and how to make Hajj. لِيُؤَدِّيَهُ عَلَىٰ بُصِيرًا So they can do Hajj upon insight, upon knowledge. Naam. And this is something that is in, in, uh, tremendously important is that when people have the ability to make Hajj both physically and financially, then they should start to learn about Hajj. Right? At that point they have to learn about Hajj. Naam. Don't wait and say you're going to learn, you're going to read up while you're on the airport, on a, in the airplane, and you're going with a guide who's going to tell you what to do and how to do it and so on and so forth. No, 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 no. Do not wait for this. Now, firstly, don't make hajj except with Ahlul Sunnah. Now, so this way you can avoid doing bid'ah, yeah, doing the hajj because you don't know. Right? So avoid making hajj with Ahlul Bid'ah altogether. Make hajj with Ahlul Sunnah. Naam, make hajj with Ahlul Sunnah. But even with that, don't rely upon the one leading the group to show you what to do and how to do at every single moment. What they're saying, how, and, and, and so on and so forth, every single moment. No. But learn that yourself. Learn that yourself, Ibnilahi Ta'ala. Naam. So when a person has the ability to make hajj both physically and financially, then it becomes wajib upon them that they start to learn about the rules and regulations of hajj. Naam, because this enters into the hadith of the Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam We said فَرِيضَ عَلَىٰ كُلِّ مُسْلِمٍ فَرِيضَ عَلَىٰ كُلِّ مُسْلِمٍ That seeking knowledge is obligatory upon every Muslim Meaning, seeking knowledge of those things that are far ain, Those things that are an individual responsibility So once you have the ability to make hajj both physically and financially Then it becomes a, 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 an individual responsibility upon you To make the hajj and, 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 and to learn the proper way of making the hajj. Naam. The Prophet Sallallahu said, Take from me your rights, meaning your rights to make the hajj. So you have to learn how to make the hajj the way that the Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, he made the hajj. Naam. لِيَفُوزَ بِخَيْرَاتِهِ وَأُجُورِهِ الْوَفِيرَ So that you may be able to attain the tremendous blessing and the great reward, the outstanding and tremendous and abundant amount of reward from the Hajj. Naam wa ta'amman. Reflect. Reflect. Ra'akumullah. Hadihil mubani al-khamsa. Allati yaqumu alayha deenullah. Tabarak wa ta'ala. And reflect. Reflect. May Allah ta'ala safeguard and protect you. Reflect. Reflect over these five pillars. Reflect over these five pillars on which the religion of Allah, the deen of Allah, is built upon them. Naam. وَتَأَمَّنْ عِذَمَا شَأْنِهَا And think about the tremendous affair or the tremendous status of these five pillars. وَرَفِيعَ مَكَانَتِهَا مِنْ دِينِ اللَّهِ And reflect on the tremendous and high nature and high status of these pillars inside of the deen of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala وَأَنَّ مَنْ وَفَّقَهُ اللَّهُ سُبْحَانَهُ وَتَعَالَى وَأَكْرَمَهُ بِتَحْقِيقِهَا وَالْقِيَامِ بِهَا كَمَا يَنْبَغِي دَخْلَ يَوْمَ الْقِيَامَةِ الْجَنَّةِ and that whoever Allah Ta'ala gives them, blesses them and gives them the tawfiq he gives them the success to establish these five pillars the way that they're supposed to be established, then on the day of judgment they will enter into Jannah. 
Now, these five pillars, they have extreme importance. How, how important? If a person establishes them the way that they should be established, then on the day of judgment, they will enter into Jannah. Now, كَمَا فِي الْحَدِيثِ مُعَادِ The person may say, وَمَا الدَّلِيلِ What's your proof for this? What's your proof? The proof, it comes in a hadith of Mu'ad. رَضِيَ اللَّهُ تَعَلَى عَنْهُ قَالْ He said, قُلْتُ يَا رَسُولُ اللَّهِ He said, I said, O Messenger of Allah, أَخْبَرْنِي بِعَمَلٍ يُدَخِّلُنِي جَنَّةِ He said, I, I said, O Messenger of Allah, inform me of an action that will enter me into Jannah. Inform me of an action that will enter me into the Jannah. And make me far removed from the fire. Istemiru, listen to that. Listen to that request. Inform me of an action that will enter me into Jannah and that will make me far away from the fire. Naam. So the Prophet ﷺ, he enumerated for him these five pillars. He enumerated for him these five pillars. So these five pillars are of extreme importance. Yes, these five pillars are a a a, a vital a vital lesson. A vital lesson that we all need to to know and to contemplate and reflect over. Well, for Hadith Jabir. Muslim, and it also comes in the hadith of Jabir in Sahih Muslim that a man said unto the Prophet sallallahu a man asked the Prophet ﷺ, he said, if I fast my obligatory prayers, and I, excuse me, a man asked the Prophet ﷺ, he said, if I pray my obligatory prayers, and I fast in Ramadan, and I deem as being halal that which is halal, meaning, and he does, yeah, he partakes from it, right? And I deem as being haram that which is haram, and he stays away from it. And I did not increase upon that at all. Would I enter into Jannah? The Prophet ﷺ, he said, yes. He said, yes. Ma'am, you see, this is tremendous. The deen of Islam is easy. It's easy. For those who don't have the strength to excel, as long as they do, what is obligatory, the bare minimum, they're fine. Right? They're going to be successful. For those who have more vigor, more ability, and they do from the voluntary, then they're going to have good as well. Right? They'll have good upon good. The point is, is that no one loses as long as you stick to the foundation. As long as you stick to the foundation, you stick to the five pillars of Islam, you stick to the foundation, you believe properly, you do that which is wajib upon you as an individual, you're going to benefit. The deen is not hard. It's human beings that make it hard. The deen is not hard. A lot of times we make things hard upon ourselves, but the deen is not hard. The deen is not hard. Wafi Khabr Rajul Al-A'rabi 
And also there comes a narration of the of the Bedouin, the Bedouin, الذي عدد صلى الله عليه وسلم عليه هذه الأركان. He mentioned to this person, he enumerated for him these five pillars. فقال after telling him about the five pillars, the desert Arab, the Bedouin, he said, "Wallahi, la azidu ala hada." He said, by Allah, I will not increase upon this. I'm not going to do no more than this. And at the same time, I will not do less. I will not do more and I will not do less. Now, meaning what? He's going to do the five pillars. Qala sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, the prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, he said, Aflaha in sadaqa. He said, he is successful if he's telling the truth. If he's truthful, he's going to be successful. And in a narration, the Prophet said, He said he will enter into Jannah if he's telling the truth. If he's telling the truth, he will enter into the Jannah. Naam? Allahu Akbar. So these five pillars here, Islam. These are the pillars in which Islam is built upon it. It is incumbent upon the Muslim that he safeguard and he protects these five pillars and that they, they preserve them with a, with, a, with, a, with, a, with a preservation that is yani, to the most minute manner that they safeguard and protect and preserve these five pillars from every which way, uh, yani, shape and form. وَيُعْنَى بِهَا عِنَايَةً فَائِقَةً In that they have a clear, apparent concern for it. And that they have a clear and, a, and apparent concern for it. وَهِيَ أَعْظَمْ مَا يَتَقَرَّبُوا بِهِ إِلَى اللَّهِ عَزَّ وَجَلَّ And listen to this as well. These five pillars, this is the greatest thing that a person can draw near unto Allah with. This is the greatest thing. You're looking for a deed to get you near to Allah. The deeds that will get you near to Allah, the greatest of them are these five pillars. Naam, are these five pillars. Woman Dalil, a person say, what's your Dalil? You're saying the five pillars are the greatest actions of worship I can do to get me near to Allah. What's your Dalil? What's your proof? Ah, it comes in the Hadith Al-Qudsi. comes in the Hadith Al-Qudsi. Ma'am, the Prophet Sallallahu married upon his Lord. Well, Allah Ta'ala, he said, وَمَا تَقَرَّبَ إِلَيَّ عَبْدِي بِشَيْءٍ أَحَبَّ إِلَيَّ مِمَّا نَفْتَرَقْتُ عَلَيْهِ He said then, he said, the, 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 uh, Allah Ta'ala, he said, that my slave does not draw near unto me with anything that is more beloved to me مِمَّا نَفْتَرَقْتُ عَلَيْهِ Except for that which I had made obligatory upon him. Meaning that what? There is nothing more beloved to me that my slave would draw near, draw near to me with other, yani, except that which I had made obligatory upon him. So those things that Allah Ta'ala had made obligatory upon us, these are the most beloved things by way in which an, an abd would draw near unto Allah Subhanahu Wa Ta'ala. These are the most beloved things that the abd, and the slave, he would draw near unto Allah Subhanahu Wa Ta'ala. Naam. So when a person thinks about this, he reflects about this, he says what? He says, I don't have to go searching far and, you know, to do something that is outstanding. 
If I want to do something outstanding, then I have to be consistent upon what is obligatory. Right? So if you want to be outstanding, then be consistent upon your salat. Pray them at the proper times. Pray them in a proper manner. Have khushur. Have humility when you're praying. Excel in your prayer. Now, if a person want to better his life, start with yani, the foundation. Excel in your prayer. person want to excel in his life, excel. Excel in your knowledge of it, tawheed. Excel in your knowledge about the sunnah. Excel in your practicing and adherence to the sunnah of the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. Excel in fasting in the, in the month of Ramadan. Excel in paying zakat. Excel in making hajj. Learn about the hajj. Learn about it. Now, learn about zakat. Learn about it. Learn about your religion. Learn about how to pray. Learn about how to fast. So on and so forth. Right? If you want to increase your life, then start here. Excel. But you see what the shaitan, what he do, right? Especially for like the, the, the Sufis. Those who are given and stricken with the disease of the soul wolf. Right? What happened is, they want to they wanna excel. They want to excel. So shaitan, he comes... To the likes of these individuals And they want to excel So what? He gives them bid'ah to excel with You want to excel? Do bid'ah But bid'ah doesn't make them excel It makes them lose Bid'ah doesn't make them draw near unto Allah It makes them far, far removed You see? And this is the, this is the, from the tricks of shaitan So you find these people They'll, they'll say Oh make this dhikr a thousand times in a day Yeah subhanallah Making a dhikr of that What, what dhikr is made a thousand times in a day Narrating the Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi He taught us that Who from the Sahaba made this dhikr a thousand times in a day? 2,000 times a day 5,000 times a day yeah, Subhanallah Subhanallah You see how Shaykhman tricks them Gets them tied them out They tie themselves Doing that which is not accepted Doing that which is rejected Why? Because it's bid'ah Well all they had to do was what? Was safeguard their prayers Make the dhikr That has been narrated After the prayers Right? Keep their tongues moist with the dhikr remembrance of Allah that has been narrated on the Prophet Sallallahu that the Prophet Sallallahu he taught us. You see? Do these things, they'll get a lot of benefit. They tie themselves out, and at the end of it, get what? Nothing. So if you want to do something that is beloved unto Allah, then know there is no righteousness more beloved to Allah than that which He has made obligatory upon you. Than that which He has made obligatory upon you. Right? This is just something to think about. You know, because people sometimes something to think about. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, He has made it obligatory upon us to be good to our parents. It's obligatory. Have to be good to our parents. Have to you know, show them outstanding behavior. Right? Be kind and good to them. But some people they want to do something. Philanthropists and so on and so they want to do something. They got extra money, they want to do something. But why are you looking around the earth find someone? Be good to your parent. Good to your parent. Now, a man, he come into a little bit of extra money. Why are you looking upon the earth to find someone? Be good to your wife. Huh? Good to your wife. Be good to your children. You see? Wife comes in some things she wasn't anticipating. Looking upon. Why are you looking upon everywhere for? Be good. Be good to your husband. Be good to your children. So on and so forth. Naam. These are things that we that we that we that we forget about. These are things we forget about. Right? Uh, be good to your parents. Excel in being good to them. 
Because from everyone upon the earth, you'll find that being good to them is going to get you reward that you won't be able to find being good to somebody else. Same thing you may do to someone else. You're not going to get the same reward if you do, you know, be good to your parents. Right? So these are just some things to consider, some things to reflect on, some things to think about. Bithnilahi ta'ala. Increase upon doing those things in which Allah Ta'ala has made obligatory upon Whatever slave has been given the success in preserving the five pillars of Islam inside of their life, then on the day of judgment they will they will be they will be from the people of Jannah. And thus, for this reason, it is incumbent upon the people of knowledge, and the students of knowledge, meaning the scholars and the students of knowledge, and it is incumbent, it is a must that the scholars and the students of knowledge, they encourage the people, the general masses of the people and the common folk from amongst them to safeguard and preserve these five pillars and to have a tremendous concern for them. And that they explain to them the high and lofty status of the five pillars. And that they explain to them the tremendous status of the five pillars and the deen of Allah Azza wa Jal. And that they explain to them that the similitude of these five pillars in the religion is like the similitude of pillars to a structure. Now, the similitude of pillars to the structure, meaning that what? If, if you remove the supporting pillars from a structure, the structure collapses. Now, if you remove the supporting pillars to the structure, the structure collapses. Now, uh, without getting into depth and detail about this particular thing, but just to know in general that what? That these pillars, you need them to have Islam. Now you need them to have the deen of Islam and that's how important they are. They're like they're like structurary pillars to a structure. Now that without those foundational pillars, then the structure will collapse and won't it won't be there. And this is how important these pillars are. They're of extreme importance. Now kulli Muslim and you have and it is incumbent that every Muslim they safeguard and protect these pillars. Now that they safeguard and they protect these pillars because the deen is built upon these five pillars. Musta'inan billah seeking the help, aid, and assistance from Allah Azza نعم طالبا مده تبارك وتعالى وتوفيقه seeking the aid and the assistance and the success from Allah سبحانه وتعالى 
And then the Shaykh Ta'ala he goes on to the next section which deals with the pillars, the Arkan of Iman, or as is commonly translated, the articles of faith. But Bihnilahi Ta'ala, we will save that for the next class. And we will get into that the next class. Bithnilahi ta'ala. Fa naktafi bihadal qadar. Wa sallallahu sallam ala nabiyina Muhammad. Wa ala alihi wa sahbihi ajma'in. Wa jazakumullahu khayra.